Welcome to the Leader Byte Podcast, hosted by Chester Goat. Bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Any topic is fair game here, because committed leaders bring it all to the table. Here's your host, Chester Goad. Paul Son is an award-winning blogger, speaker, and author. I've got him on the Leader Bite today. Paul's vision is to empower leaders to rise to the top of every sphere of influence. He's worked at both a Fortune 50 company and a great place to work a company. He now works as a leadership transformation consultant with Giant Worldwide. He's been ranked as the number 15 world's top 50 leadership bloggers to follow. Christianity Today magazine has named Paul as one of the top 33 under 30 three Christian millennials to watch. Paul, I am honored to have you on the show today, my friend. Same here, Chester. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Glad that you're with me. Um, so I've been looking forward to having you on the Leader Bat for some time now. Um, and I really want you to talk about everything you've been up to. But first, can you bring listeners up to speed a little bit about who you are and your background? Sure. I'm a leadership coach, uh, author, and speaker. Um, I also am uh, the founder of an organization called CARA, which is an organization that exists to empower 20-somethings to step into their God-given identity and calling. So I recently uh, published a book as well called Quarter Life Calling, Finding Your God-Given Purpose in Your 20s. So it's been uh, quite a whirlwind uh, in my world lately, but it's been really, really good. Yeah, you've had a you've had a great couple of years. Now you and I met through friends in the online entrepreneurial mastermind space, um, but it wasn't long until we became good friends. And uh, I learned as I've gotten to know you, Paul, that your passion is for the younger generation. Can you speak to that a little bit? Where does that come from with you? Well, I think a lot of it comes from my personal experience. Um, you know, I just turned 30, but I would say like your 20s is the most transformative period in your life. Oh, yeah. In fact, Meg Jay, um, a clinical psychologist, she, she, uh, showed some research that, you know, 80% of your life's most defining moments happened before the age of 35. Mm. So I just truly believe that, you know, the decisions that you make in your 20s, it's going to shape the contours of your life for the remaining lifespan. And I feel like a lot of 20s feel something's are lost. Oh. They're, they're stuck. They're, they're, they're disappointed and disillusioned with life. And, and my goal is to really help them navigate um, this quarter-life crisis, which is a real thing that a lot of them are going through um, to be successful. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Um, uh, 20s uh, were really a time of, of searching, and I wish I had spent more time uh, defining during that moment in my life uh, where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. So let's talk about quarter-life calling for a second. Uh, I had the pleasure of reading that book as a reviewer while you were working on it, and I remember being particularly touched by I remember emailing you as soon as I read one of the chapters. I was like, I love this. Uh, but can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Right. So um, it's quarter life calling, not quarter life crisis. <laughs> a lot of people kind of mistake it. But the reason <laughs> why I coined the term quarter life calling is because I went through my own quarter life crisis. And, and it really started with this question, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? Because I had a, you know, a great 
job at a Fortune 500 company. I was making nearly six-figure salary mm-hmm. uh, with job security and just living in a very posh neighborhood in downtown Portland, driving a Beamer and just like enjoying life, you know? Yeah, that's like uh, you're kind of living a dream, sort of. Living the dream, yeah, absolutely. But deep inside, I was restless. I was empty and I just really wanted to know why I was feeling this way and I discovered that my paradigm of success was very different from how God views success. And that's mm. when I realized that I was born um, to really discover my calling and to fulfill that. So that really led me on this uh, journey to really you know, help others in my, who are in their 20s who are really wrestling with the same questions about you know, who I am, you know, where am I going, why am I here? And that's really, I think, your response to that um, deep hunger that I felt a lot of 20-somethings were going through. And I just wanted to write a book that I wanted to read when I was in my 20s. But if I'm able to bless others with that, that would be great. Oh, I think that's great. And you're exactly right. You know, and, and figuring out what your calling is, what your purpose is, and um, living intentionally, you know, it's really not as much of a mystery. God has really given us all unique characteristics and things about us uh, as people, as individuals, that we can, once we are guided into, into figuring out um, and kind of nailing that down a little bit, it's not as much of a mystery as we thought to begin with. So um, now you've been picked up by a publicist and a publisher and you have revamped your quarter life calling book since you initially published. Uh, can you give listeners just a little bit of insight into how that came about, uh, why it was revamped and maybe just a brief a little bit about what that process looked like for you? Yes. Um, so I could just say, you know, this was not a coincidence. It was a God incident. That's right. Uh, everything that happened, honestly, uh, really God uh, led me, I think, to, to be able to re- get, a, uh, get a, you know, a literary agent who basically sent an email to me saying that her life was changed after picking up my book just somehow on <laughs> That's Amazon. fantastic. And we had um, a couple different meetings with all these different publishers who wanted to partner with me. And I was overwhelmed, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. wow, this is, this is a quite incredible. And um, I was able to sign a contract with the Hashit Group and their Christian imprint is Faith Words. And it's coming out, the book's coming out on April 4th again. Really soon, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's coming out pretty soon. And I was able to... Um, you know, rewrites a lot of part of it, added about five, 7,000 more words, uh-huh. more wow. stories of mine that I thought would really relate to uh, a typical 20-something who's going through a lot of different issues. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild journey. The book's also getting published in Poland and also <laughs> Korea as well. So, Oh, it's amazing how things work yeah. like that. It's really amazing. So I noticed that you've been really um, adjusting, recalibrating, realigning your focus. Uh, you mentioned Kara earlier. You settled in sort of on 20-somethings as a priority. Um, prior to that, you had more of an emphasis on millennials in general, but you seem to be honing in on the 20-somethings. Why the change and why is that important? Um, like I said, I think when I started to realize that quarter life calling was getting picked up by a major Christian publishers in the States, but also getting published in Korea and Poland, I took a step back and I said, you know, what's happening? Like, God, I believe this is happening for a reason. And I, I really sensed that God wanted me to spearhead a movement to help mm. 20-somethings to really discover, 
step into their God-given identity and calling so they can be freed from all this bondage that we're, we're having, whether it's the fear of rejection or whether it's the fear of approval or performance, all these things that define us. I feel like that's the life I lived in. And now that I'm able to be liberated and to be uh, able to step into my destiny, it's so uh, life-giving. And I really wanted to think that, you know, 20-something is where that really, really starts. Uh, I would agree with that. I, you know, I remember that time. Well, really, any time, um, you know, that that you're not really focusing in on your purpose, uh, you kind of get shackled with anxiety. So I can totally relate to that. Um, let's relate a little bit more to your personal philosophies on leadership, because that's that's sort of how you and I bonded was related to leadership things. Um, I'm wondering, can you share with us an example of a time that you witnessed leadership at its best? I have to go back to my own family. I think uh, leadership really starts uh, in family. And for me to be able to uh, witness my mom and dad, who really uh, exemplified leadership uh, through actions and through words, through example, uh, really impacted mm. me. My dad, um, I mean, he was he's a man of few words. Um, he's extremely successful in the business that he has been in. Um, but he always lived it out. He, he never complained. He always, um, yeah, he traveled a lot, right? He was very exhausted, but mm-hmm. he, he never once complained. He was so disciplined um, and he was so hardworking. And for me to see that at a very young age, I think has given me a, a, a kind of a benchmark. You know, Absolutely. A, a role model to look up to. And for me, that's been a huge difference. Yeah, and I think I think that's really special too. Um, and you talk about, you know, hardworking, um, you know, persistence, dedication, those kind of things. Um, those just kind of are a part of leadership. I and mean, you and I are students of leadership. Um, what would you say are some of the more challenging aspects of leadership, particularly today? I think a big thing that I think a lot of leaders are struggling with is uh, consistency. I think, you know, it's great, like, we we accomplish things and we, we're all about, uh, especially in the social media world, the highlight reel. Right. People who are consistently doing the things uh, that they're gifted in um, throughout years and decades are people that I think really respect because we're seeing all these great leaders um, who are actually uh, going through a lot of scandals after right. 10, 20 years in the organization. And it's kind of sad because, you know, a lot of pride, mm. I think, all comes through in... Uh, the enemy of every of, leader, pride. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I feel like people who are able to always focus on where they came from and to understand that Everything is actually a gift from mm. God, and and to be able to uh, steward what you've been given are the people who have the long term consistent mindset. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's take it a little even further. Um, what do you find people? You're a leadership coach. What do you find people are seeking most? What are some ways you're addressing what they're seeking? Well, I think that uh, a big part of it, honestly, is identity. Yes. I think um, there's all these questions around, you know, who am I? You know, who, who, who am I really? Like, um, because I think a lot of people, they're in search for identity. And many of these questions ultimately come back to the source of their identity. And I, f- and I feel like a lot of them are gaining that identity from 
temporal, worldly things, right. which is you know financial freedom or success, um, popularity, possessions, prestige. So, what do you suggest for them? Well, I think it has to ultimately come back to understanding. Um, you know, as someone who comes from the Christian faith, mm-hmm. you know, I need to understand that my identity is not tied to things of this world. <laughs> right. My identity comes from my identity with God. Yes. That I am actually uh, created uh, in, in God as His image bearer. I think that's, I think that's beautiful. Wonderfully made. Yeah. Those are some key things that I have to always remind people and to replace some of these lies. Uh, that many people buy have bought into. Right. I think that's beautiful. I love that. Fearfully, wonderfully made. I, I believe that uh, is true. And, you know, it leads you to kind of that, you know, also as people are questioning, is it okay to be who I am that God created, you know, and, and to step out on faith and just be that. So um, let's, let me switch gears for just a second. As someone who realized a totally different life calling when you were already in one profession, maybe not a calling, what would you say to the listeners out there who find themselves in similar situations like that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, I mean, for me, I've, you know, shared a little bit briefly how I was working for a Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. um, had, I uh, wasn't a fast track to climb the corporate ladder, um, and I think it's really important to understand that, especially millennials, I think especially 20-somethings, you need to understand that sometimes even working at a great company like that, your expectations will not meet reality. <laughs> right. Your expectations like, I want to go become a vice president in the next five years. But that's literally impossible because you're, you're, you just got into the organization. And yes, I do understand your desire to impact the world and make a difference. I do have that. But I feel like a lot of times that people try to um, have these false expectations and have, don't really submit themselves under apprenticeship. Right. And for me, I think that's important to differentiate between uh, a difference in calling because you might be called to work uh, where I was, but then um, if I don't have the, the desire to live out my calling or if I don't submit myself under great leaders, then I might confuse the two and say, oh, because I feel so disengaged at work because my expectations don't my reality, I'm just gonna, you know, jump shit. Exactly, because, exactly. You know, I see other, peop- other people who are working in these great places, you know, it's a, t- it's a typical, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. Right? Yes. But I truly believe that the grass is greener where you water it. Right, so I think that's, that's a great point. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, clarifying that um, it's okay to come out of a situation that, you know, and and use that situation as a life lesson, um, not to look at anything necessarily as a failure, but as, okay, this is an opp- was an opportunity to grow. So, hey, um, as an entrepreneur, um, for a second, let's talk business for just a minute. Um, you've always struck me as a very humble encourager. That's one of the things that I love about you. Um but you're also a business person now. Uh, do you do you find it challenging or awkward to promote yourself or your own abilities? Yeah, I think it's something that I've always wrestled with. Um, it's because you know it's like what is the balance? Like how much do I 
share? How much do I uh, talk about my ventures? Right. And I came to the conclusion that um, ultimately, where is my heart at? Mm. Is my heart to glorify myself? Is it to make a name for myself? Is it to build my own empire? Or is it really, is there something much bigger? Like, is there like a transcendent purpose in terms of why I'm doing what I'm doing? So I realized that when I get to share a lot about what I do, I always listen to what Simon Sinek says and start with why. Right, that's great. I love Simon. Because when I start with why, people are now seeing the bigger picture than just what I'm doing, and they get excited to see what uh, all these endeavors and and initiatives that I'm part of, and they want to be a part of that as well. So I just always try to remind myself, it's not about me, it's not about my building my own empire, I'm building a movement, and everything is what, you know... I believe God's given me to do. So making sure that I have that focus, I think has been very helpful. And I think that's very important what you just said, making sure you're doing what God has um, set you apart to do, because if you're doing that and you're following that, then all these other things that are necessary in order to live out that purpose, which may be some promotion and marketing and, and those types of things, that's, that's just a part of being obedient. As long as you're not prideful about it, I think that's just a part of it. And you got to accept that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're about to wrap up soon, but before we do, I, I know you've got some exciting things going on. You've uh, you've mentioned Cara. I would like for you to maybe go into a little more depth about that. I know you're talking about you know particularly community uh, and things like that. So uh, feel free to uh, fill our listeners in on this. Yeah, Cara. I mean, it's an online community and a resource hub for twenty somethings who really want to discover their true north. What I call true north, which is your your part. Purpose, your calling, uh, very much your reason for being. Um, so this this website is going to have a lot of different practical resources, uh, in addition to any coaching or workshops for any twenty something to really engage in to discover their very purpose in life. So it's going live on April fourth. Uh, actually, the book's coming on April fourth, but the, the Kara launch is coming out on March tenth. Um, Okay, so, so before the, the launch of the book. Yes, yes, about a, about a month prior to that. Um, and, and really the vision is to really help people become the best version that you have created to be. Now, is this subscription-based? Initially, no. Okay. Um, I, I really do want to give and uh, just be generous with a lot of my content. But the goal is to really build a community, and I think the uh, online membership platform, uh, which I'll be developing throughout the next year, okay. would definitely create more of a sense of an exclusive or community where we can share a lot of different things. So ultimately, it might move in the, into that direction. Okay, I love that. So it's, a, it's almost sort of like what um, John Acuff has created, only it's a little more focused. Sure. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Can you can you tell me how is this um, in line with your book? Is it a part of the book process, or is it separate from that? I feel like the book is part of Kara. Then. Okay. Okay. I feel the book is a small part of it because I think you need to start with understanding your calling, your purpose. But there's so many different other aspects of life in twenty somethings that my book doesn't address. For instance, how do you steward your personal finances? How do you, um, you know, steward relationships, whether it's building a community or dating relationships, um, you know, spiritual life, spiritual formation, all, a lot of these uh, key aspects that I think a 20-something goes through right. are not covered in my book, but 
under the umbrella of CARA, I want to bring in thought leaders who's going to address a lot of these different topics to 20-something. So that, that's really what my desire is, to really create that community. I think that's fantastic. So they won't be flailing about as I was when I was in my 20s trying to figure out what's next. So that's fantastic. <laughs> hey, Paul, this has been really great. It's always a joy to reconnect with you as a friend, as a peer. I love that we've been able to stay connected. I'm proud of everything that you're up to. I know my listeners would love to keep up with you, too. Can you tell everybody how they might connect with you? Yes. Um, well, you can connect me over um, social media. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. You can also um, just go to my personal blog, paulson.org. Um, or if you want to check up on Kara, you can go to kara.org as well. It has all the information. So I'd love to just, you know, if anyone's interested to connect, I'd love to do that. And Kara is Q-A-R-A, and I'll put links uh, to anything that you give me in the uh, show notes for listeners today. So um, if I may ask, are you going to be at Catalyst this year? Yes, I am, actually. I'm I'll be at Catalyst both East Coast and West Coast. Wow, you're lucky. I, I love Catalyst. Such a, such a great thing. Hey, I want to thank you for being a part of the show today. You're fantastic. We're going to be keeping up with you. I'd love to have you on maybe again, maybe uh, later after Kara is established and after the book has been out for a little bit. Sounds good, Chester. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, everybody, that's Paul Son. Uh, You've heard all the great things that he's been up to. I will have everything in the show notes for you uh, so you can check in on him regularly. Uh, And I would just ask that if you're interested uh, to find me on your favorite social media and follow the podcast and follow me on on Twitter, Instagram. And I look forward to having you back on the Leader Bite soon. Until then, just keep uh, leading and living and learning and give it all your best all the time. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Leader Byte Podcast, bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Keep the conversation going at ChesterGo.com or on your favorite social media because leadership is a conversation worth having.